Chemo Chair Prayers is a podcast for anyone who's heard the words, it's cancer. Having lost both my mum and sister to cancer, I was diagnosed. And despite being determined to survive, it wasn't all that long until surviving was all I was doing, living a life I'd neither planned nor signed up for. Over time, I discovered that with God, life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full. And I learned how to thrive, not just survive, right in the midst of my cancer. If you're struggling to keep fear and worry at bay, to trust God no matter what, or simply need a little faith boost and to feel God's arms around you so you can journey on with strength, peace, trust, and yes, even joy, you're in the right place. So take a seat, grab your cup of tea, let your shoulders relax, and allow me to lead you in a short story and a prayer using our guided prayer practice with the acronym TRUST, followed by a simple, practical invitation for the days ahead. Well, hello there, Nikki here, and another quick welcome to the Chemo Chair Prayers podcast. Now, if you're listening to this when this episode goes live, it's just before Easter 2021. Tomorrow is Good Friday, when Jesus, wearing a crown of thorns and bloodied and beaten, bruised, tortured, humiliated, you know the story, you get the picture, I don't need to go into any more detail. He carried his cross out of Jerusalem to Golgotha, the place of the skull, a gruesome place where thieves and those considered political terrorists against Rome were crucified. As Jesus hung there, long iron nails through his hands and feet, holding him in the most agonizing of positions, Roman soldiers continued to mock him, spit in his face, gamble for his clothes, and look on. The crowd started to jeer. He saved others, but he can't even save himself. And they asked Jesus, what kind of Messiah are you? Finally, he breathes his last breath. He's taken down from the cross, wrapped in linen, and laid in the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. Spoiler alert! Well, not really. As we all know, that's not the end of the story. Three days later, Jesus is alive. He's eating and drinking, chatting, and making himself known to his disciples and so many others before going to heaven to be with his Father and send his Holy Spirit in his place. We know this is what we celebrate at Easter. We're excited that he's alive today and understands what it means to suffer deeply. But maybe, just maybe, the words of the onlookers at the crucifixion hold true for you still today. But rather than mocking Jesus' obedience to his father and therefore his unwillingness to save himself, you might be asking, you saved others and you saved yourself. Why won't you heal me? What kind of Messiah are you? Now, if you've listened to episode seven, What Kind of God Allows Suffering? You know the answer to that question is, he's the kind of God who meets us in our pain, gives us all we need to not just survive, but to thrive and find his full abundant life right in the middle of what we're going through. And if you've listened to episode 20 with Michelle Cachat, and by the way, if you haven't, Straight after you've listened to this, you must go and listen to Michelle's interview. It is incredible. Anyway, if you've listened to episode 20 with Michelle, you know the answer to the question, what kind of Messiah is he? 
is that he's the kind of God who isn't just real, but near, and the kind of Messiah who will never, ever leave or abandon you to your hurt and your pain. But the trouble is, even if we know this in our heads and we believe and trust in God, it doesn't mean living life on the daily with cancer is less painful, worrying or overwhelming. We still battle fear every single day. Last week, I hosted the Trusting God Through Cancer Summit, and maybe you were there, and this is how you found chemo chair prayers. If that's so, yay, welcome. I asked every single person that came to the summit what their biggest struggle with cancer is, and you can guess the most common answer, can't you? Yep, it's fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of the pain, fear of leaving family and loved ones, especially those that depend on us physically and financially, fear of ending up alone, fear the cancer will return. You name it, there are a million fears. As soon as we're diagnosed with cancer, we don't just face a battle against the disease, we must fight its sidekick, fear, at the same time. It's like we get hit with a double whammy. And we might know God's perfect love casts out fear, and we know he understands our pain and our suffering. But still, we fight this constant fear. It's like playing whack-a-mole with an invisible enemy. As soon as we defeat one fear in one area, it pops up in another. And when we smash that other one, another one pops up. And finally, the original one is back again, but bigger and stronger and more powerful than before. You get it. I know you understand. So what does Easter mean when we can't shake this underlying, ever-present fear? How does Jesus' resurrection change things? How can we live in a post-Easter reality and not be whacked around the whole time by constant fear? If you follow me on social media, you might have seen that someone close to me has recently been diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. And as soon as I heard all these feelings of fear rose to the top. I was angry that cancer was at it again. I was afraid for what lay ahead for my friend. And I was worried that maybe my cancer would come back as well. And maybe I wasn't done with it after all. So I want to dive into fear today and over the next couple of weeks, because I don't want any of us to be held captive to this ever-present reality. I just hate it. And just for a moment, I want you to imagine how different your life and cancer journey would be if no matter what happened in your fight against cancer, every time fear, worry, anxiety, or the terrors of the night, as the psalmist says, comes at us, we could stop them bossing us around. We could quieten them down and not let them rule our minds. But instead, imagine having the confidence to know you had what it takes to conquer any and every fear and feel peaceful no matter what's going on or the news you hear. I wish I could tell you I had three easy steps to never feel afraid again, but I don't. And if anyone tells you they do, I would be wary. We can't stop fear raising its ugly head, but we can do what psychologist Susan David says and fear walk through cancer. Now, you may have heard me mention Susan David's work before, and if you've read my book, Breathe Again, How to Live Well When Life Falls Apart, you know I'm a big fan of hers. But her premise is simply that fear in and of itself isn't bad. It's simply an emotion. 
And emotions aren't inherently bad or good. They're simply signposts to our next action. So how does this relate to Easter and the question of fear and what kind of God we have? Well, Easter changes everything. Because of Easter, here's what we know. Here are the truths we can walk in, whether we're afraid or not. The first truth is that Jesus suffered and understands our fear and pain. He's not like that friend of yours who's had a wonderfully charmed life and says she gets what you're going through, but she's never had a cold or a headache, let alone cancer. No, Jesus has felt deep, deep physical pain. He's felt abuse, torture, and devastating emotional and spiritual suffering. Jesus gets it. He understands where you are on a deep, deep level. He's been where you are and he understands. The second truth that we can walk in is that he sent his spirit to comfort, guide, and lead us through life, including and maybe especially through our hardest, most painful and frightening times. I want to reassure you, my friend, that you are not alone on this journey. Even if your address book is empty, if people still have like physical address books nowadays, but even if your physical or address book or the contacts in your phone is completely empty, you've got no friends or family calling you, or you spend your days alone at home, you are not alone. Jesus might not be sitting on the sofa next to you, but he's doing one better. He's living within you. You can't get more personal, intimate, and together than that. And thirdly, if we take our lead from Jesus and fear walk into our next right thing, it always leads to life and healing, both now and eternally. Yes, as cancer survivors and thrivers, as I like to say, we're going to be afraid, often very afraid. But because of Easter and because we live this side of the cross, We also have all we need to walk in and through fear to take our next step. We're equipped to fear walk. You are equipped to fear walk. Not letting it boss you around, but using it to find what you need most, which is Jesus. Because of Easter, we can do as Jesus did. We can fear walk as we carry our cross. And our cross happens to be shaped like cancer. Jesus fear walked to the cross because he was confident in his identity as God's son. And in the same way, we can have confidence of his love as his children. You are his child, co-heir with Christ, and he loves you. That is the confidence you can have in your identity as God's child. Jesus also knew it was God's good and perfect plan for him to walk this out, no matter how painful that plan might be. You too can have that confidence. If Jesus had listened to the mockers and the haters and, you know, disobeying his father saved himself, we wouldn't have Easter. There'd be no Messiah who knows our fears and pain, no Holy Spirit to comfort and guide us, no resurrection power living inside us to move us ahead, and there would be no victory over Satan. Satan would have won. So friends, let's fear walk like Jesus did. And this Easter, let's celebrate. It's easy to let the message of Easter roll in in easy familiarity, drowned out by chocolate and pastel-coloured eggs. But let's not forget, it's really remarkable. 
It's unbelievable news. Because of Jesus' willingness to fear walk to the cross, we have all we need to do the same. We're equipped to fight our fear and find the calm and the peace we so desperately long for. We have the power of his Holy Spirit living within us, helping us to do that every minute of every day. Now, I'm going to be hanging out and talking about fear and worry over the next couple of weeks or so because it is such a massive issue. I'll be diving into some practical, emotional and spiritual things we can do. And we're even creating a more in-depth resource to lead you through fighting fear in your mind, body and soul. And I can't wait for you to get your hands on that. It is going to be so massively helpful. But until then, I want to reassure you that you don't need to live in fear because Jesus lives within you. That's the kind of Messiah he is. He's the kind of Messiah that fear walked the horrific journey to the cross, not just so we could be forgiven and be in right relationship with his father, so he could ultimately go to the father himself and send the most powerful fear-fighting weapon known to man, his Holy Spirit, to dwell within us. Amen? Amen. Now, as we always do, I want to take some time to pray with you and for you. If this is your first time to Chemo Chair Prayers, we always take this time to pray through our guided prayer format that uses the acronym TRUST. We thank God for who he is and what he's done. We rest in his love before we unburden our hearts, surrender our hopes, fears and needs, And lastly, we take him at his word. Now, if this is your first time or if it is your 20th time, you can download a copy of our Trust Prayer bookmark that you'll find over at Chemo Chair Prayers. It's a handy dandy reminder for the week ahead. You can slot it in your journal or in your Bible. But I really want to encourage you to enter in, making this prayer time your own. And I want to reassure you that you can have confidence that God is with you right now, right at this moment, as you pray, as you listen to me pray over you. I also want to invite you to maybe pause the audio, pause when we have the music in between each section of the prayer. And this is when you can make the prayers your own. This is when you can pray for yourself and those you know, totally confident that God hears you. So, shall we pray? First of all, let's take a moment to thank God for who he is and what he's done. Lord God, there aren't enough words to thank you for fear walking to the cross and enduring all that pain and suffering and humiliation and abuse and torture for us. Thank you that you understand that you're the kind of God who went to the cross on our behalf, not just so we might be in right relationship with you as you forgive all the stuff that we've done that separates us from you, but you fear walked to the cross so that you might also understand pain and suffering and be with us by your spirit in ours. Lord, we thank you for who you are and what you've done. Now take a moment to make that prayer your own, thanking God for who he is and what he's done in your life, in your journey, and maybe 
just today. Now let's rest in his love. Your love is unending. It is a love that sent you to the cross. It is a love that is unconditional. It is a love that sees us and knows us and hears us. It is a love that will never abandon us. It is a love that hung on a cross. It is a love that endured And Lord, we rest in it. Where we are fighting it, Lord. Where we can't sit still in it and let your arms embrace us. Give us a renewed sense of your love. Help us feel it, touch it, smell it, see it. Let us know your love and let us rest in its peace. Now can I invite you to take a moment to simply be still. Take a moment and rest in his love that is running in you and through you and will never, ever leave you. Now we're going to take a moment to unburden our hearts to God. This is our moment to let it all out, to put it at the foot of the cross, knowing that Jesus takes our burdens on him. And I want to encourage you that this is the moment to be real and honest Like a psalmist, just put it out there, knowing that God will never leave you, no matter what you say. Oh Lord, these fears just keep on coming. Lord, we are afraid. We are worried. We are anxious. There are so many people we worry for. We worry about the pain. We worry about all the things that we don't know. We worry about the unknown future, Lord. And Lord, we cry out to you and we say, how long, how long will we live in fear? Lord, fear rules our lives. It bosses us around. When we think we have found an element of peace, it rears its ugly head again. Lord, we don't want to be ruled by fear. We want to walk in faith. We want to fear walk as you did, bearing our cross that we have. But Lord, it is hard. It is so, so hard, Lord. Can I invite you now to unburden your heart, to cast your burden onto Jesus, knowing with 100% certainty that he cares for you, that he loves you. Now having unburdened our hearts and let it all out there and given it all to Jesus, let's surrender our hopes, fears and needs to him. Lord, we can lay everything at the foot of your cross and walk away. Lord, our hopes and dreams for a future we have not lived yet are in your hands. We give them to you the hopes to see our kids grow up, marry, have children, the hopes to hold our grandchildren, the hopes to live more years strong and healthy, 
the hope and dream to live without fear, fear of the cancer returning, fear of living in pain. Lord, we give that to you. Lord, we have so many needs, financial, emotional, physical, practical. Lord, we need so much and we give those needs to you. You know exactly what we need. We might not always be able to articulate it, but you know us and you know what we need even better than we do. So we give those needs to you. Now, can I encourage you to do just what we did, to lay all of that at the foot of the cross, surrender it all to Jesus, your hopes and your fears and anything you know that you need and all the things that you don't even know that you need. Can I invite you to surrender it all to Jesus? And lastly, let's take him at his word. Lord God, you said that you came to give us life and life in all its fullness. And we admit that life doesn't feel full, it doesn't feel abundant, and it doesn't feel good right now. But we take you at your word. We believe you. We believe the word that you gave us. So we lay hold of that abundant life, even when it doesn't feel abundant. We look for the good in the bad. And we take you at your word. We don't want to just believe in you. We want to believe you and believe what you said. Lord, you said that you left your peace with us, a peace that will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. You said that you do not give us a spirit of fear, but of sound mind and discipline. And so we believe that, Lord, and we take it on and we choose to live it out daily. Lord, we choose to fear walk with you, believing what you have said about us and about yourself, about the plans you have for us, and about life with you now and evermore. Now I'd like to encourage you to do just that, to take him at his word. And as we said, to not just believe in God, to not just believe in Jesus, but to believe his words, to believe the word of God and put it into practice. As always, I like to end with an invitation to some sort of spiritual practice or practical thing you can do now or take into the week ahead, making it your own. And my hope is that it helps you encounter God throughout the week and not just encounter his love, but encounter his truth, encounter his peace and his purposes for you right in the middle of your cancer journey, no matter what it throws at you. And this week, our super practical exercise is to just practice fear walking. 
When you feel the fear rising within you, whether that's an emotional mental thing for you or whether you just get sweaty palms or you can feel your heart rate rising and your heart begin to beat faster, no matter how you notice the fear rising within you, can you stop? Can you take a moment and see what signpost it is pointing you towards? Can you take a moment to not judge it as good or bad, but simply take a moment to fear walk into your next right step with Jesus? What might that be? Where might he be leading you? What is he asking you to do? Maybe that's simply just to be with him. Maybe it's to recite a verse that you know that will bring you peace. Whatever it is, can you fear walk? with Jesus this week. You've been listening to Chemo Chair Prayers with me, Nikki Hardy. And I always say that thriving is a team sport, so I'd love to know how you're doing and how this simple spiritual exercise and our trust prayer were for you. You can always find me and leave a comment on the Chemo Chair Prayers website, chemochairprayers.com. And that's also where you can download a copy of your own trust-guided prayer format bookmark. If you've enjoyed Chemo Chair Prayers, please recommend it to a friend, your cancer support group, or maybe forward it to your pastoral care team who might be looking for resources for those with cancer. And then why not hit subscribe and leave a five-star review? Not only will that ensure that you get the next episode when it airs, but your review will mean that others journeying through cancer will be able to find chemo chair prayers more easily. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.